Hello. Welcome to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Jenny. I'm Zach. And we are watching some spooky things that were completely off limits when we were kiddos. <laughs> so yeah, spooky bonus episode. By the time you're hearing this, I think Halloween just, just ended. It was lovely. But we all we know we we all want it, want more, right? I, know. I mean, I had a good time. It rained a little bit on trick or treating at the very end of it. It's kind of a bummer, but uh, all in all, good night. Yes. Jenny is over there in her bride of Dracula outfit, leaving very little to the imagination. And, uh, <laughs> yes, it's exactly just cash sitting here even Tuesday evening. Just, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, as you do. So Fright Night. Yes. This is one that you brought up. Yes, it is. Um, it was definitely one of those movies that I remember my parents watching. I remember like coming out of my bedroom and being ushered back. Like that this was something they were watching that they literally like threw the block and were like, no, this is I mean, it's it could have very well have been just like, we need some time alone. You need to get back in your room. <laughs> um, this is 1985, right? Yes, yes. So this would be me being about four and my youngest sister being one. So they're probably like losing their minds and just need to watch something and pick something scary because that's an obvious thing that like, you know, I shouldn't be watching. I can't imagine your parents liking this movie. I can imagine your dad really liking it, and I can imagine your mom really not liking it. I don't know. My my mother is a mystery. She is a she's mystery. A, she's a conundrum. I mean, she her love lo- of Die Hard. She and, loves some action flicks and Lethal Weapon. And her um, making like vroom vroom sounds when she's driving. She does, but you know what? Chris Sarin is pretty hot in this. I don't know. Woo! Where did that come from? I mean, we just always see him in a very like very caricature type way i mean i don't I'm, know him from anything but the princess uh, bride Princess Bride and nightmare before christmas right so we've never even heard him in his normal speaking voice <laughs> i mean it's always been very exaggerated and you know way over the top um but he does a very nice job of creating but he has yeah. a lovely sing-song voice mm-hmm. i mean Shirtless Chris Sarandon, more please. <laughs> You're sure, yeah. I mean, for real. Um, yeah, those collarbones are getting it. So, I mean, that could have definitely, I mean, we, we, when we think about a through line, not not to say that women can't love action movies because I do love Die Hard. It's great. The weapon is fun. But everybody's got good butts. I mean, you know, as well. Like, I don't really know if my mom ever really liked any um you don't know if your mom likes butts? Like JCVD, but, uh, <laughs> you know, any Jean-Claude Vidam who's known I feel like that was a little too late tush, for your mom. It probably was. But, yeah, this one was... And so I just had built this up in my head of what it was and thinking it was just, like, really violent and really scary. And um, I don't think it was. It was kind of fun, um, is, is my overall takeaway. I mean, there's some, definitely some parts I was like, oh, okay. I kind of like, this is what I thought it was. Right. But it's a blast. I it was fun. a lot of fun. I was like looking up side Googling while we were watching it because PG-13 happened to the year before this was made. Okay. Why aren't they going for PG-13? I mean. Was this R? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, cut out like one shot of boobs, cut out. I don't think you'd have to cut out any language. Just cut out a little bit of people melting and you get a lot more people in the theater seeing this thing. I don't know. I, marketing was different in the 80s. I mean, we, we were just watching upstairs the Never Sleep Again. You know, that Freddy was one of the biggest things <laughs> on the planet. And it was mostly teenage boys going to see that. So I don't know. 
Yeah, this definitely falls into, I would probably categorize it now, um, maybe even less gory. I mean, and I think still thinking werewolf. Uh, American Werewolf in London. American Werewolf in London is still on our list because I haven't seen all of it. I've seen pieces here and there, definitely probably even more from documentaries talking about horror movies than anything else. I've never, I've seen American Werewolf in Paris once, but never, <laughs> never seen London. But hey, we're um, Tom Everett Scott's and fans in this house. There's two kinds of people. There's people that are Tom Everett Scott fans and people that aren't. And uh, I'm talking you, Spartacus. You might want to turn off the podcast if you're not. <laughs> I mean, if you can't appreciate a good beat, um, <laughs> take us there, Sketch. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, you need to check out. I mean, if you've never ever seen um, that thing you do, if you haven't seen that thing you do, I don't know how we're friends. Like stop the podcast. Go watch that. Go watch Fright Night, but watch that thing you do first, and then go watch Fright Night, and then come back. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's delightful. You'll 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 sit. You'll be singing something snappy <laughs> before you know it. Um, yeah. So I would put this in in much more of that kind of like funny ha. You know, a lot more. Uh, it definitely has the effects of you know. Not as gross as the fly, but like definitely that realm of like body horror mm-hmm. that that happens, especially like when we actually see him being full vampire. Um, it's kind of that like over exaggerated um, kind of facial facial features and the teeth and all all of that. This realm of special effects is, I think, very much of a timestamp. It's the end of the practical effect. Yes. They they learn to do everything. Like, we've learned everything we can do in practice. I mean, I've watched effects. the making of Thriller, and they're like putting like what do they call like bladders underneath, you know, so they can like do. Someone's there's all these people surrounding Michael Jackson, like just pumping little things to like make his face like pulsate and form and go into the the weirdness. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, they stopped doing that into the CGI. There's something lost in that. There's though. something 100 percent lost. There's something physical and weighty and on screen mm-hmm. and, yeah. it's there you can touch it it's it exists and so even though it may be weird and grotesque and maybe sometimes a little over the top and silly um especially if you watch uh michael uh if michael jackson becoming the wolf for the thriller video without the actual music it's just him like making you know making the the noises it's not very scary, <laughs> um, you know, just kind of so they can show him like they're replacing it with growls, which makes it goes a long way. Um, OK, so. So we open with sit beside me here on the veranda. Yes. Yes. I was like, what is this? And then gross kissing sounds. There's some really gross kissing sounds. And I said someone is either watching a horror movie or porn. <laughs> I was like, it had to be a kitschy horror movie because they said veranda. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know what's happening. Okay. Um, and so, of course, while this is happening, we've got a floor makeout session. So Floor makeout next to the bed. That's, yes. That's when you know things are going well. Well, I don't know. This means this is a specific thing. It has not, like, not in the bed because the bed, we've, we've drawn some very distinct oh, lines. Oh, if we're in the bed, then it's It's a gotcha, different, gotcha. different ball game. On the floor... I think there's two things. There's like floor that never is the bed and bed that or floor that never makes it to the bed. That's different. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, this is like very much like this is the realm in which we do this because the bed is off limits. The bed <laughs> is too sexy. So introducing to the podcast, Roddy McDowell and Marcy Rhodes Darcy. I mean, is she Marcy Rhodes or Marcy Darcy to you? I mean, I didn't watch a ton of... Oh, okay, I watched a ton of... No, because that was Off Limits, too. Gotcha, That was, like, trashy. 
you know, that was just stamped. <laughs> well, it was, but trash. Yes. Um, so I know who she was. She was the next door neighbor, married with children. It's weird to see her um, as a quote unquote teenager. It is very weird because she doesn't feel like a teenager at any point. Um, the ribbons in her hair are weird right here. I'm like, we, we how old is she at this moment? Um, I don't know. I have no clue. I can look it up if you want to talk amongst yeah. yourself. So they're kind of doing a little like, oh, you know, going to hook up. He, she's finally like, okay. Um, and she's then about he, 27. At that time? At this time. Yeah. William Ragsdale, Charlie is about 24. He reads... He a lot. Young. He reads a lot younger than she does. She just carries herself in a certain way. I mean, man, this is photo of Chris, Chris Sarandon, Sarandon IMDb is yeah at that point. He's like eighty so he's right like now. Eighty now. Yeah, and he's eighty right yowza. now. I mean, yeah, he's in that list. I mean, I'm sorry, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> I mean, he's getting like Jason Robards and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, that Oh, crap. I can't think of who I'm th- thinking of. Anyway, um, it'll come to me later. But yes, gray and like a fox. Um, so yeah, she's got these weird ribbons in her hair like that I don't think anybody ever did. That's like not an 80s vibe. Um, she's 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 giving the block. He's saying, you know, he's kind of doing his thing. Then he, he does kind of fall back and say, you know, I'm sorry. He's like not really he's not pressuring her. To the extent that we see in a lot of 80s movies. So I'll give him a little bit of that. Um, then she's kind of like, okay, I'm ready. She gets in the bed. It makes it official. Um, and then he's distracted by seeing something out the window of a couple guys carrying a coffin. And we already know that the fact that this this Fright Night like special or regular, you know, hosted by Peter Vincent, the vampire killer or hunter, um, is something that's on... Now, we already know this is part of his jam. Yes, yes. So he's he's intrigued right away. We have the Coors beer fluorescent yes, sign in his so room. so weird. I mean, it's, it's, not very as good as, it's not as good as the checks cashed or no, whatever. No, the sign. risky business. Risky business. Um, Did you catch that Roddy McDowell – speaking of which, welcome to the podcast, Roddy McDowell. I said that already, but man, I – where I from my household where I grew up, Roddy McDowell is royalty. I mean, <laughs> we watched a lot of Planet of the Apes. And uh, he's holding the stake backwards in the movie. Oh, I know. I didn't notice yeah, that at all. Yeah, they completely like, <laughs> leave in a blooper in one of the bad movies. I love I it. Love it's it. That, Those had to be so fun to shoot. <laughs> just, just catching all that like footage just for the sake of being a bad movie on TV. It's fantastic. I also wrote down that like, oh, like so she's like really like, okay, we're not going to have sex. We're not going to have sex. Like She's going to get bit by a vampire and be a total horn dog. <laughs> it's on here it's <laughs> you're like just wait for it just wait for exactly. it exactly um so then she's mad because she's decided it's the moment and he doesn't recognize it and so she's gonna storm out you know as you do i said like when she's really in the mood but you just want to watch ghostbusters I, I mean watch a coffin <laughs> sure sure <laughs> anyway so they go downstairs. Mom's still up, and she's like, "You didn't even want to make love to me." And then mom, mom is in the room. Mom is in the room, and it's like, "Are we having a lover spat?" <laughs> I, I don't even remember how she speaks, but you know, she's that's like exactly how it is. Like, thanks for helping him with his homework. <laughs> Sorry, I just made her real midwestern, but that's how that's how it felt, right? She's I feel like she's in curlers 
the entire time we, <laughs> we, we see her and meet her. She's asleep as often as she's awake in this movie. Yes, very much so. Uh, did you catch who she, she said uh, sold the house next door? Yes, she said, yes, I caught it, I caught it, um, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, yes. <laughs> I did, I didn't write it down. Is Bob Hoskins, he's not in the podcast yet. No, he's wow. not. How has that happened? I don't know, because we just haven't gotten to Roger Rabbit yet. I guess. That's going to be his, uh, his, yeah, his his introduction. Sorry, spilling all over myself. So um, we're pretty much at school the next day. And unless Evil got- Ed is there, and I said, crap, I had that haircut. And <laughs> Evil Evil Ed is there, and I just have, like, there, he's distracted. He's like, man, we had a pop quiz. That's what a pop quiz is, man. And he, like, calls him Evil Ed. He's like, don't call me that. And he's like, you're failing trig. And I was like, it's a sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, you trig failer. <laughs> so I said he's the annoying little brother trying to do a Timothy Oliphant meets Bill Paxton. You said you had a... I have Jim Brewer, Styles, and Frank Jr. Jr. Oh man, I, I see where you're coming. I still see where I'm coming from, but I see where you're coming from too. <laughs> the Frank Jr. Jr. really started coming out more and more. I just kept, I just referred to him as Jr. Jr. going forward. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but no, say again what you said. I said uh, Bill Paxton meets Timothy Oliphant. Okay, yes, I can totally see that. For sure, the Bill Paxton, the Bill Paxton mannerisms and the mannerisms and like the very like aliens, yeah, 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 Um, that over the top Bill Paxton, just the Timothy Elephant, the hair, you know, yeah, the hair, yeah, this guy in his head, (laughs) we're we're back again. I mean, this guy in his head later on for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really have like a big strong thing, like maybe Jim Brewer being the closest thing to his look, but definitely the vibe. Ethan Embry, that's not right. Um, oh. What? No, he's a. He's got a sister. They're crap. What are their names? Frank Jr. Jr. Oh, oh, Giovanni Ribisi. Giovanni Ribisi. Yes, yes. Yeah. Does he have a twin sister, Marissa? I think so, but I don't really know if, if she's an actress. I don't know. Yeah. So we're coming home from school in the bondoed up, uh, uh whatever the Mustang, I Mustang, think. Yeah. yeah. And I said that is not a three forty-five p.m. dress. There's a girl getting out of a car. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was like, um, I was like, chick, I was like, serious day attire, splits <laughs> everywhere. That's what I put. <laughs> so, yes, on the same page. Welcome to the podcast, Heidi Sorensen, who is credited as Hooker. Aww. Can we do better, 80s? No. <laughs> the 80s can't do any better. They're still just coming off of a blow high and just trying to figure it out. I mean, the next girl that gets killed gets credited as teenage girl. Oh, that's worse. It's- What's a teenage girl doing there? <laughs> the hooker, we know we know we know everything we're supposed to know. She got a call. She had a service. She went to go get paid and perform that service. What's the teenage girl doing there? <laughs> that's problematic. I said, like, is this a horny teenager vampire rear window? Um, Vampire rear window. Okay. It's exactly what's in my notes right here. Talk to me about rear window for you, because I didn't see it until after film class. I was probably 23 the first time I saw a rear window, mm-hmm. and I had seen so many sitcoms or Halloween oh, episodes the of The Simpsons or Halloween episodes of a sitcom or Halloween that I just, I knew the trope so much that when Raymond Burr was actually the killer... I was shocked. I had no, like, it, it always is a case of mistaken identity in the sitcom. It's always, it never actually right. is what they think it is. Like, oh, <laughs> that was, it blew my mind. 
We watched Hitchcock early. Mm-hmm. So that was an early one. Um, there may have been some things that were kind of like, cover your eyes. But the whole movie, um, I couldn't tell you exactly when I watched it, but I watched it really early on. So I kind of knew, I knew who the killer was, but I'm not sure that it like, I think all the intrigue up to that point, because he suspects him the whole movie, and, then, like, and it actually well, is. Well, he doesn't su- suspect him the whole movie. Grace Kelly suspects right. him the whole movie, and then you know, and and the the nurse do, and they finally like win him over, and then he kind of gets, uh, you know, they all get a little bit in peril. But um, so no, like I don't think I had the opportunity to as much as I like to think I was like highly sophisticated when it came to breaking down a thriller and a mystery and a noir as a child. (laughs) Um, And I probably grasped it a little bit more than some other people did. It didn't make the impact that it did. So I probably didn't really have like that full aha moment. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry, IMDb, Riding McDowell photo looking pretty good too. Well, I mean, he's been dead for like 20 years. I know, but the photo they chose looks great. <laughs> I just I don't recognize any of these songs. I think Devo is like the one song I recognized. I really that, wasn't paying attention to the music other than being like real sithy. It was great, but I look back yeah. and it's like it is like a who's who of 80s new wave and synth bands and like proto punk bands that you don't know. <laughs> and <it is> really <laughs> Um yeah, so Vampire Rear Window. There's another note on here, which, you know, I don't know what it says. Next thing I have is when he's going over to the neighbor's house to sneak a peek in the basement. Um, Is that before the going to the diner? I'm not sure. Go ahead with the diner and we'll get there. Well, basically, just the thing with the diner is, like, that Amy comes up and she's like, I'm sorry, it was my fault. And it's like, of course. Oh, of course it was. Like, sorry. Just yeah, like, let's get back together. Let's whatever. And then he's, like, listening to, like. Courtesan found dead. And- Courtesan. <laughs> yeah. Basically, murder and a friend is like, oh, 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 oh. there you got their heads cut off. And she smashes something in his face. I could not it's figure like out. It's like a weird sloppy Joe or yeah, something. It's, it's it not a burger. It's it's a sandwich with loose stuff. Yeah. I'm not a fan. No. No. Yeah. I just have like, friend is the worst. as a sweatshirt, suspenders, hair. <laughs> There's a lot of suspenders in there this movie. Are. There's like a guy with neon green suspenders in the nightclub later. I mean, later, I have a that she looks like an Oompa Loompa because she's got white pants and white crisscross suspenders. <laughs> we see her from the back. <laughs> it's not a good look. So we're trying to get into the basement. And I said, uh, Guillermo Redfield is doing some weird teeth acting. I don't know if you noticed. He was <laughs> acting with his teeth out the whole time. I just have weird Renfro. Um, a handyman, worst fear, mom thinks they're gay. <laughs> like, can we, I, I wanted to, can we get into that just a little bit? Sure, sure, sure. That I kind of said like later on, like this movie is really not being very nice to gay people considering i think three of the five principals are gay really okay and then later on like when when evil ed and chris randon are in the in the, the alley mm-hmm. like I, was i starting to read some real gay hiv subtext into this how do you mean it's like your friends won't make fun of you anymore you're whatever like You'll be protected. You'll be powerful if you come with me. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm. I didn't get any HIV subtext. I just, well, I mean, this was before we knew fully, but. Well, I just got that you know he's an outsider, mm-hmm. and I didn't get that. I just got that he's an outsider, and he's he could make him powerful. But 
I really wasn't even sure where he was going to make him a vampire until he like he showed up again and he was. I kind of gotcha. thought it was going to be, you know, it was a little glamoring, which I don't really know if that was a thing until True Blood, that term. Um, we're, we're melding. I mean, this, this I think is, I have later on that, like, finally we get some sex, ma- some sex vampire magic back, you know, <laughs> that, like, we watched the entire interview with a vampire with zero, zero sex, sex magic. Zero sex magic. And I could... I read a series of books uh, called Anita Blake Vampire Hunter. Since we're talking about book, and I just like, they start off very much just cold calculating executioner of vampires. And, you know, 13, 14 books in, like, starts becoming like, oh, yeah. So they started to, like, work up the sex magic. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, like, rubbing your hands together and creating a heat? Or, like, do you get to, like, sit and think about it? Or, like, just... There's just lots of orgies. There's just a lot. Like, once she starts having sex with the main vampire... The the, the sex magic is just, like, you're, you're like... It's, like, on a video game. You're, like... Like, your sex magic, like, lives are... the head wear leopard, who is also a uh, sex magician. And then, like, she gains her powers. And, yeah. But it's, like, if there's one more, like... Like we have to like start like just like everybody strip down now like orgy now we have to get sex magic like I'm just gonna find another book series and and lasted about three pages. That's you know if you can't like hook and keep a teenage boy with sex magic, then you your writing is subpar. But I think Charlene Harris actually got her start in uh, this was Laurel Hamilton I believe was her name. Yeah, I think, I think you're Charlene right. Harris was in her writing group. Interesting. So yeah, okay. True Blood came out of that. I kind see of... it. I mean, there were there's a lot of like wear stuff. Yeah. Um. I think I think they are all I think they all are werewolves, but there's a you know I think that's we don't see the we melding of those True two Blood worlds. Before we started seeing all the wear not wolves. True. But I love I love how like this movie is like really about the tropes and like are the tropes real? Do we know if they're real? It's that's kind of a fun concept. Um. But yeah, okay, and then, yeah, then then, then he, uh, Charlie's staying up all night, he's watching, you know, he's trying to see what's going on, he falls asleep, watch, you know, obviously watch, it has Fright Nights on, um, he's watching the neighborhood. Oh, which is a great scene, because you have the static on the TV, are today's kids even going to know what static is, or white noise is? They may not. And then, like, is he dreaming or not, when he wakes up and sees the girl Exactly, eat? there's all of that, and then I also have porn. Soda cans, can, uh, candy, the detritus of a teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sees you because he wakes up and he sees Chris Sarandon, which I guess with what we have credited as the teenage girl. Yes. Which I would not have said. I just would have probably said hooker, n- hooker number two <laughs> per this movie's uh, naming such. Hey, we've, we've gone into a lot of ladies that uh, in, in various pictorials who have been credited as hooker number two several times in their career. No so. shame. No shame. It's, 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 a uh, you know, no, no, no lines, but you know, you still have a lot of decent time on screen. Um, so it looks like a seduction. You're what a lot of 15 year olds remember from the movie. Hmm? I said, you're what a lot of 15 year olds remember from exactly, the movie. Exactly. Because it's really it's the only boobs we see, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's seeing, he's like, oh, yeah. Like, cause he kind of gets, like, uh, distracted from his mission. Right. He's like, no, he's, guy's... like, horned up for a second. Right. He's like, he's oh, like, no, peril, yeah. Peril, and he's peril. like, oh, wait, no, ah, <laughs> teeth, teeth, teeth. Because he, he has inklings, but he has not, like, gotten confirmation. And this is confirmation. Yes. And Chris Sarandon sees him. And like slowly weird nail game and ring pulls down the 
<laughs> the shade. The shade. We don't have shades like that anymore. Like your full like shade that if you just let it go just wrong, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> And the next time we see Chris Sarandon, he is eating his apple. There's like so much apple there's eating. There's so much fruit eating. What's the deal with that? Is it, Are we making an, e- an Eden reference? I actually kind of was briefly scrolling through some things. Uh-huh. Actually, and I did see several of the reviews mention the gay subtext. So I, I, I wasn't the only one that saw it. But a lot of the reviews mentioned that they think this is some sort of like an Eden thing. And then actually like an interview with Chris Sarandon that no, he was just reading about bats and just decided that his vampire character had a lot of fruit bat DNA. So it would always be eating fruit. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No, especially since he's also like cutting fruit with like the knife that like your grandma uses to like cut towards her and never miraculously cuts herself. Um, yes. And the, the, here's where you have, yeah, I was like, did you ever have? I did say, "How do you like them apples?" But anyway, sorry. <laughs> did any? Did you ever have an "I eat the core" kid in like elementary school? My sisters in eat. I eat the core kid. Which one? Uh, you, the, the, My you, youngest one, sister. One through, oh, the youngest. Yeah. Okay. Well, she turned out all right. She's an eat every piece of fruit in its entirety. <laughs> we never got to. We we probably were all like nutrient deficient when she came around because she ate all the fruit we never got to eat it she'd eat it all so fast george the one kid was that, that was the eat the fruit kid in my elementary school yeah he, t- he turned out weird so <laughs> i just assume eat the core kids we i literally we brought it up just the other day when we saw them last about her eating the whole, the whole apple core and all like i was like i wasn't sure if her husband knew this but like just in case you didn't this is what you married <laughs> a full core eater <laughs> um, then I have this is where Marcy looks like an Oompa Loompa um, so he knows Jerry the vampire Jerry <laughs> I have that later on too I was like what even his name is Jerry <laughs> like that is not an Anne Rice book the vampire Jerry <laughs> I'm sorry I'd actually like to read that is, is there a manuscript like, maybe hi! unpublished <laughs> Hey guys, it's not doing him any any benefits or services. Like Jerry, no. Four hundred years ago, when I was born into the dark gift, they called me Gerald. But now I'm just kind of Jerry, you know. <laughs> it's the '80s. I mean, they kind of feel like it falls into some gay subtext too. I mean, I would have liked to know more. But he like about- calls Evil Ed Edward, but he's still Jerry. <laughs> Right. He gets him a proper I didn't even know what his name was. Ed's name was until like later, later, later. Um, I even underlined it. I was like, kid's name is Ed. Junior, junior. Um Yeah, so I would have liked to have known more about Jerry and his man his valet mm-hmm. or whatever he's supposed his to painter. be. His painter. I mean, obviously, he's like the he knows what's up, so he's the one who kind of helps him like not get burned by the sun. I mean, he survives a gunshot to the forehead and so then like melts when he gets staked. Something's he's some up. Kind of, something is. He's up got with that. bit a few times. Yeah, something's up with that. But like he's, but he's not a vampire technically because we see him during the day and outside. So, but we don't learn. I I want to know. I want to know what his deal is. Um, and then we must be back. I don't know where we are, but I have sleep the sleep of the the true undead. I don't know if that was a part of a Fright Night uh, movie series <laughs> or who's saying that. 
Um, this is where I said, like, why didn't they go for a PG-13 for this? And then I also said, Tennessee, the only state where when we were growing up, you couldn't see an R-rated movie at 17. Nope, you couldn't. I've been turned away. The only state in of the 50. And that law has actually been ruled unconstitutional violation of freedom of speech. Interesting. So now you can if you're 17. But nope, not when we were kids. Like, Too late. Uh, from yeah. 87 to 2003, you couldn't see an R-rated movie if you were 17. Yeah, like, we were already past that. We were right in there. I feel like there was like a little caveat, like some theaters apply or there was a caveat that like let them do that. Oh, I like tried to reason with a a theater employee one time. It's like it says no one under 17. Like I'm 17. Like I'm not 18, but it doesn't say it. (laughs) Yeah, I got turned away from what was it was. Is the the eraser? Was that that, No, that would have been way earlier. That was an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. They're making a series about it now. That was the year luggage when he shoots a, a crocodile. But when no, was that? No, that would have been like 95, 96. My dad took me to that at Courtyard. But yeah, like, so it wasn't 17. So, like, we didn't get to see it. Like, we were going to go, whatever it was, we like we weren't 17 or 18. Gotcha, gotcha. The big one for me was Saving Private Ryan. Mm. Because we had, half of our party was 18 and half was not. Well, I had a situation like that too. I was on a double date with like, for like I don't remember who was younger. I actually think it was the dude who was like a real like big football dude, but the his girlfriend was older, and we were going with them. And they bought all the like she bought all the tickets. She was able to. We went saw Goodwill Hunting. Gotcha, uh, Jerry Maguire. It was a similar situation mm-hmm. for me. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know what the rules were on that. Like, you know, I guess it depended on. Well, him. that was, yeah. When Jerry Maguire was fine. You know, we, oh, somebody over 18 bought all the tickets, but then somebody was checking IDs at the, at like the actual thing for, uh, for saving Private Ryan. So we ended up finally getting in, but we were in the very front row. And that's not who you want to be like. No, it is for. not. It is not at all. Yeah. Then I was like, I was like why is the friend called evil? And then that's, that's when he's like, he's like Jim Brewer, Styles, and Frank Jr. Jr. That's and for $8, he gives him life-saving advice. <laughs> right. Like, we don't get enough from him to, like, think he's, like, a kid who's, like, into the occult. I guess that's he what He has we're... a vampire poster or something in the background. We need more. We need some Frog Brother stuff going on. Right. If, we, if just... this was a Now movie, like, they did remake this movie. They made a se- – there's a sequel. It's a sequel. And okay. then there's a remake – and there's a sequel to the remake. Oh, wow. Okay, that's that's more than I would bargain for. I wrote later on that I'd really be interested in seeing what um, Anton Yelchin and Colin Farrell did with these roles. It's that, oh, yeah, that's who we were talking about. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if there's a Peter Vincent-type character in the remake. I have no idea, but I'd be curious to see yeah. who. I can maybe look that up if at some point if you want to do some talking. Just for the sake of knowing. Just, curious, yeah. yeah. But if this was a movie now, that kid would – we would know from the get-go that that kid was into vampires, into the occult. He's not making fun of him at trigonometry. He's like – No. Like, no. why are you so weird about your vampire stuff? Right. Exactly. We It would be everywhere. So we would know immediately that he was the He'd kid to like go to – He'd be like a Dracula shirt Exactly. He would be the kid to go to if you had a supernatural issue. But that doesn't – because it doesn't really track because he's the kid he goes to, but Charlie's the kid who watches all the vampire movies. True, true. So it doesn't really work. Um, But then I've got oh, – he's like, everything's good. Like, But, you know, like, 
it doesn't really matter because he can't come over till he unless he gets invited. That was a great line. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was a great line. And then he comes home, and she's like, and mom is like, Charlie, there's someone I want you. Oh, sorry, Charlie, there's someone I want you to meet. I invited someone over for a drink. Actually, I didn't do it as well. Sorry. It's all I right. apologize to everyone. Um, yeah. So, like, golly be, Charlie, don't you know we've got a guest? Come down. David Tennant is Peter Vincent. Ooh, I dig. I'm really curious. Who's Tony Collette? The mom? The mom, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mince Plus is in it as Ed. Uh, oh, no, but Ed's going to come a vampire? No. Dave Franco is in it? Oh my gosh! I'm. This really actually looks curious. like a lot of fun. We may have to like, we may go deeper, like watch that and go deeper a little bit at the same time. How about that? I mean, we weren't thinking about it. we were thinking about just doing a one-off bonus on this one, but I'm I'm starting to see some opportunities here. That looks like fun. Maybe, maybe we'll watch that and um, Queen of the Damned and do a, do a little bit of a, a double science fiction double feature show. Little vampire. Um, yeah. So. So mom has been mom's, a, like, mom's been a good neighbor and invited him over for, for a drink. Bloody Marys. For yeah. and I said, no one has ever been more comfortable in someone else's house. He's just like in a chair, like his hand. Like of course we can see his hand and his ring and his nails, but like he's just like lounged out. It's really weirdly uncomfortable. And that is Jack Skellington's voice. I don't know At that moment anything about. Chris Sarandon besides this Jack Skellington and and Princess Diaries, but that voice is so important to me being goth teenager that, uh, yeah, it was was weird to see it coming out of him. See, I didn't think it was, I mean, I was exaggerated, but yeah, I mean, I can definitely see it. He's got a good voice. And then he whispers stranger or whistles strangers in the night. Yes. And it makes the credits. Oh, does it? It does, yes. Love it. I have that too. And I just have a note. I was like, I was like, this is way funnier than I thought it would be. It's giving me way a lot of like Lost Boys vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I make a note about the Coors beer sign falling asleep in his chair again. That cannot be good for your neck. No, it's terrible. he's gonna get a hump. Oh, I mean, he's gonna get a hump, but he's a teenager. He can bounce right back. I guess. I guess. But that's when we have Jerry coming at night. Yes. Um. It's like he's coming through the mom's window. It's like he crushes the door. That's weird. Um, and then whistles strangers of the night. Then he's in Charlie's room. It takes a lot of time trying to kill Charlie. Like it would, his life would go a lot better if he wouldn't really torture the guy, like make it scare him. Just like just throw him out the window. Well, but he does try to kind of make a deal with him. He does. He does. He's kind of like you know, if if you forget all this, I'll forget about you. Mm-hmm. Like we can just coexist. This doesn't have to be a thing. Like I don't he was have kind of being cool about it. Really, he is kind of being pretty cool. And then you know, Charlie stabs him. Like, he, he is attacking him then because Charlie's like no. Um, and then he's like trying to throw him out the window, sort of. But he could have just thrown him out the window. But no, he's got to like choke him out the window. Right. We have it, straight up some picket fence uh, crap. Uh, hand the rocks a cradle vibes going on. I'm just like. Jerry's getting impaled on that fence. And so I, I was right about the horned up uh, Marcy, but I was wrong about Jerry getting impaled on the fence. So But I'm, it did I'm, it was but Marcy's photo falls out and impales. So yes. we already know like there's a little bit of weird foreshadowing there. Um but no, then he stabs him with a pencil and it does a lot of damn damage. And I'm like, is it because really, it's wood? 
Like, I mean, why? It yeah, seems... I, I was I was not sure on my vampire lore that a pencil was that deadly. And I was like, he's got to like go back to his valet and be have his wounds tended to. It seems very unvampire like to me. So what type of wood does it have to be? Like just straight oak, or I mean, would it does it work if you're using like formica or like form board or pressed? Whatever? I don't know. Like, can you break an IKEA table and step a vampire? I'm not sure. I mean, does the number it's... two aspect really like come into play? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's graphite, not lead. So. Right, right. I mean, well, I don't think lead has anything to do with anything anyway. Like. Because it's only like silver bullets for va- uh, werewolves. I don't know where lead comes in. Just making all uh, baby boomers um, insane now. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then I just said, bat! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, the bat, the sounds that they use when he is a bat are kind of interesting. Um, yeah. So when he gets stabbed in the hand, I also said, is vampire face makeup worth it for you like when he's himself and he's got teeth so we already know he's a vampire and then it's like oh no he's like really a monster really a vampire yes they do that in buffy the vampire slayer the show they, they do, do it in lost, in boys. lost boys does the time the actor had to spend in a makeup chair does that benefit the story for you not for me it doesn't i i get maybe if you're like stabbing high school students or something it helps if they look like monsters maybe because he's pretty damn hot like maybe you have to like like because there could be something of like true it, it's showing the true it's showing the monster they are yes I, it doesn't work for me i mean i don't think that it it packs as much of a, of a punch as it should but I understand what they're going for. They're saying like this person has been undead and they've been able to be beautiful and fool all these people. But you, you and what you have done have unleashed what their true being is. So it's telling us maybe what it is, is it's telling us that this, our protagonist is on the right track. I guess. Like it is signaling that you've been able to make them lose their facade and like you have You've really gotten under their skin, basically. Right. Like, you are now a worthy foe. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I don't, still don't think it works for me, though. I don't think it's scary, necessarily. It's usually gross. Um, I mean, he does look kind of a little ridiculous, honestly. Mm. In fact, later on, I'm like, really? Please? No. <laughs> but... I, I mean, I do think, though, that like the adding Roddy McDowell and that character, you know, he's half mm-hmm. Peter Cushing, half Vincent Price. Right. And adding that character into this movie gives everybody permission to go bananas it does it, you, it's great the, the acting from horror movies from like the 30s through the 70s yeah this this movie's way smarter than i really thought it was going to be it's very fun um it, it, all of that different layers of all the lore like i said of all i wanted the, more of him the schlock of the kitsch yeah i mean we could because I mean, we had him and he was great you know the kind of the old horror icon mm-hmm. i wish I wish Ed had gotten a little more, a little more to do with his character. Oh, like later on. Yeah, yeah. I, well, then, so now you know we've got Charlie. Charlie's like, I basically, dude calls him like, get my pencil we've dealt with. Like, oh man, really yeah. saw what you did there. Um, that was a creepy. That was a creepy moment. It was. I can see that you have answered the phone. It's like, <laughs> like I'm looking at you. Like, I see you. Right. Like, so look at me now. Let's like have a conversation like, you know, like like we do through Windows and Fast and the Furious. Um, we're on the phone and we're looking at each other. Um, 
yeah, watch those for the first twenty minutes. Those they're like on their their intercoms, and, and by the quit. end of it, they're just talking to each exactly. Like, they, they don't bother. They're by like the end you of the could movie. Re- you could read my mind and my lips, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so he's like, yeah, he's like, it's cool, it's cool. You got me. Don't worry about it. Like everything's fine until tomorrow night. Bum, bum, bum. And he's like, uh, what am I supposed to do? Like, because he'd already did he already call the police. We didn't even go over that. I, I, I think so. I feel like the police have already come over. And so that's our, he's already kind of like pissed everybody off. Yeah, yeah, he has. He's already called the police. The police have gone over. They've thought he's ridiculous because he then accidentally kind of says, he's a vampire, right. like, which he didn't really want to do. Because there's these murders that have happened. And he's saying, you know, my neighbor's done them. He doesn't say anything about, I saw this woman go into that house. And then show up dead. Right. Like, that's a little bit more credible. Like, I saw two women who were dead go into that house the day before they died. Right. Like, that seems like pertinent information. Like, let's let's get some luminol, guys. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's a shit ton of lo- like a shit ton of blood everywhere. Like, who knows? <laughs> it is a new house. He hasn't been in that house that long. True. But, um, and he does, they do get on cleanup, like, pretty quickly. I mean, not like what we do in the shadows, which is just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, this is not interview with the vampire-style vampires. Either. There's semen everywhere, too. You know, so. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like, yeah, he's got, like, a real sex vibe. Like, and this is the 80s. Like, they're like, we've got this down to a science. Like, um, you know, we wouldn't have survived this long. But we don't know how long he's been a vampire. Like, I kind of like to know some of that stuff. Just a little bit. It wouldn't take much to know, like, how long. Cause like, three lines of ADR. We could get a long way. We could, because we get a little bit um, of it in a, in a minute. And I want to know more about that, too. Um, obviously, he's been around for a while. Um, but so then we've got... I've got Amanda Beers' scooter is so rad when she pulls up to his it's house. It's very rad. Um, and he has gone ape in that house. That house is a shrine. <laughs> Right, he's gone apeshit, but even prior to that, he's, like, trying to tell his mom, and his mom was like, oh, I had a nightmare, too. I thought I was a white sail, but I was naked. Do you need some Valium? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think, like, holding my drink in my hand probably helps that voice. So okay. I think that, like, it's, I'm, like, really imbibing something. Why don't you, why don't you have, see if there's any of that beer left? <laughs> uh, one of my favorite movies, Draft Dead Gorgeous, y'all. Check it. The best. Oh my gosh. Love it. So he's like, what am I going to do? Who am I going to go to? The police are no help. My mom doesn't know or care or anybody like going to go to Peter Vincent. He's the real fucking deal. Going to go and catch him. I believe it's real. Like I've been fighting vampires for years. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, really? really? No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm going to get into my really expensive car. Nice car. It is a really cool car and drive away. Like while you as a teenager stand there with your elbow patches. (laughs) Like, what's happening? Who is this kid? It's crazy. Um, Do you know anything about him? I mean, I he's Herman in Herman's Head. And I watched that show a lot. But I remember nothing about it. What, the it. kid? Yeah. No, I don't know anything about the kid. Okay. That, that's the only thing I know is that he was Herman's Head. And that was a show that I watched probably every episode of. I don't even I know what that is. It's like maybe one of the first, but maybe UPN or whatever shows. Okay. And there's like the voices inside his head. Okay. Interesting. We got Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, Yearly Smith. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. 
yeah, he's got like four people, quote unquote, living inside his head that are all like the voice. It's isn't there a, a Pixar movie about that? It's like one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is basically just a remake of Herman's Head. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but basically it's yeah, all your emotions and Louis yes. Black is in it. Yeah. Um. So then we got Amy and Frank Jr. Jr. Oh uh, yeah, he, she pulls up in a real rad little scooter. We got candles. We got garlic. Um, I think I had the sweater that she's wearing. Possible. <laughs> um, sharpening steaks. There's candles everywhere. Right. Um. And I was like, is Marcy down? Oh, okay. So yeah, she's like, cool. Yeah. All right, babe. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go see what's going on. Like, sure. Let's go see Peter Vincent. Like I already went to see Peter Vincent. He's, you know, he's like, he doesn't understand. Like, no, we'll go see him. It's fine. Um, and it is, it's like, is, is she, I was like, is she down or is she like, is this a hostage negotiation? <laughs> like she's really playing. I think this she thinks that Peter Vincent is going to come in and prove that dude's not a real vampire and we can all snap out of this and get back to boning. Well, but even like, I think even the idea of Peter Vincent, like she's like, okay, something crazy is happening here. We got to like go a little crazy. I think that, right. yeah. But so she goes and they go to see him and he's, you know, packing and whatnot. And it says he has a ye old eviction notice. <laughs> it's like that's this like fancy print. <laughs> and she offers him, she's like, like well, I can, we could pay you. Like how much? Like I have a $500 savings bond. What were savings bond rates in the 80s? I'm not really sure. I don't Does anybody's grandma still get them savings bonds? I don't think so. I don't think there were shit now. I had so many savings bonds when I was a kid. What did you do with them? Uh, bought a car and uh, first semester of college. Oh, that's that's decent amount of, of... I mean, it was a bunch of $25 savings bonds that my grandmother got me every year, so it ended up being... Yeah, whatever whatever 16 times 25 is and they were worth not much more than that so it didn't right. really get that no, far towards they, buying a car they didn't appreciate a lot no yeah working start working full-time at 13 uh really helped in in buying my own car when i was 15 but did you notice when he noticed that it was a teenage girl outside of his door he says just a minute and he goes and he puts on a smoking jacket yes i did <laughs> what is everybody's deal this is a horny ass movie. It is an incredibly <laughs> horny movie. Um, yeah, the five hundred dollar savings bond. He's like done, and then he's like, "I've got this. I used it in Orgy of the Damned." <laughs> <laughs> and Evil Ed's like, "Rad, dude." I don't know. If, I mean, I'm assuming that's a joke about Orgy of the Dead, which is like probably I don't know a Ed Wood movie like long past his prime. Where it's basically just him hiring a bunch of burlesque dancers to dance around topless for two hours. And the, that's the movie. Got it. Got it. I mean, it probably is. I mean, you know, he's, his house is full of props. So for someone who does it, he doesn't believe. Like, he doesn't believe his own shit. But he, like, kind of revels in his own shit. And he's got props everywhere. For- I love this character. Because this character... You know, people like Peter Cushing and Vincent Price, who he's obviously based on. Right. Like, they had their typecast roles, but they had great careers. Mm-hmm. And this is a character who, like, had one 
role and that's just and it was terrible <laughs> and then they had to redo it over and over again and that was their entire career and then even after that dried up for the last 10 years they've been doing basic cable right he's basically been introducing his own movies yes. um as a as the same character for years and years and years kind of a yeah like an elvira like a or... great actor who just had one terrible role and that's what he's going to be known for forever it's a great character trait Sorry, I can't remember. Like then we we're like, okay, well we gotta go. Like he, they call, they call. They're like they call Jerry Dandridge. Yes. His name is Jerry the Vampire Jerry. J- Vampire Jerry Dandridge. What kind of name is that too? Um, I whatever the origin of Dandridge is. Does it mean something special? Probably Not a doesn't. Clue. Um, like hey, yeah. So our friend thinks you're a vampire. So we're gonna come over. You're gonna bring some crosses into holy water. Like no. And he's like, no. He's like, are you sure it's not ho-? like we're like we're negotiating? Are you sure it's not holy water? Like no, it'll just be tap water. Okay, cool, that's fine. Um, yeah, come over. Like you're obviously not a vampire, so like the whole cross and holy water thing's a little weird. But you're obviously not a vampire, right? So, like, so we, don't it's wanna, fine. we don't want to inconvenience you. We understand that that's strange and weird. Um, everyone, we want to respect everyone's religious beliefs. So, uh, you know, we're gonna come over. He's like, yes, absolutely, come over at six after dark. I'm out of town until then. Like, cool, great. And then, like, like we don't even have to go over. They call it. him at his house, and he's out of town until dark. Exactly. Well, the next day. Yes. The full next day, because okay. they were gonna go tonight. Gotcha. Gotcha. And gotcha. kill Charlie, and he's like, "Oh, we don't have to do that now. Our plans were our night's free because <laughs> uh, he's gonna come over tomorrow after dark. It's perfect. It's fine." And they get to the house, and he says, "I've seen all of your films. I found them amusing." Yes. I love that line. That, that seemed like something out of Interview with a Vampire. It really does. Like, the vulgar fantasies of a demented Irishman or whatever. <laughs> yes. But there's so many clocks. I I said... So many clocks. I wrote so many clocks. I said it must be so annoying and, that, and it's very Doc Brown vibes. <laughs> it pays off though. It does. It does. But also too, like it's got to be really hard because sunset is not the same time every day. Like, do you set it at the same time to give you kind of a little bit of a heads up? So you like, got to set every one of those mechanical clocks? Every day? Like Alexa, you- like, set an alarm for sunrise. Uh-oh. <laughs> Alexa's <laughs> actually listening. Alexa says, no, no I'm not going to do that. God help us all. Alexa's actually listening. She's like, you know it's different every single day. I, I, that, that's impossible. I'm sorry. Like, Alexa, buy a copy of... <laughs> Sorry, we've got dead air while we're listening to Alexa yeah, in our kitchen. In <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> right, we'll just have to get that. No, I'm really curious. It's like, what what, what happens to you guys' house? <laughs> right, but it's just like, what's his face? Was his name Cole, the handyman? Oh, I have no idea. The painter. Yeah, like that. The live-in painter. Oh, like how how many times a day you're like resetting those clocks? Like that's so much of your day. It's so annoying. I just said a vampire in a cream colored turtleneck. That seems fraught with disaster. It does. Like how, you're never gonna get that out. You're gonna get so much blood on that turtleneck. So much. You need a deep V. Yes, deep V at the at least, but really a button up would be better because just... Jane's just like just just go shirtless, uh, Chris Sarandon. I, like, mean... Like... <laughs> I mean, just hunt shirtless. It's fine. I mean. <laughs> But I'm sorry if he said like hello and he's like glaring you. This is my name is Jerry Dandridge. I'm just laughing his face. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like what? You're all just like, like sexing my, out. Like, da, 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 like my name's like, Jerry. Oh, oh, my my friends need me. Sorry. <laughs> I don't have anything until they're going home. Well, I, I guess what. Uh, 
you know, Peter Vincent has a cigarette case out with a mirror. He does. But even before that, they come in. Handyman Cole, which I'm calling him because I don't, I feel like that's right, but I don't know if it's right. He says, Jer, everybody's here. <laughs> he calls him Jer. Like, really feel like we've got some really deep emotional vibes here. Um, and uh, yeah, then Ed and Amy, and you know, oh, she's starting to be charmed by him just a little bit. And she thinks he's neat. And we try the holy water. We drink it. Nothing happens. And just regular water. Like throw the crucifix. It's like, oh no. And then like, eh, nah, it is fine. You know. Right, right, right. So then we all leave because, but yes, um, Peter Vincent like, just picks up his mirror. I don't know what's he looking at. Like, why does he open his mirror? Just like it's a cigarette case. Oh, it's a cigarette case. And so he looks and he realizes, oh, I don't see him. Oh shit. This might actually be real. Like, and he drops it, and Jer's like, hey, hey, Pete, what's up? <laughs> hey, PV, uh, what's going on? PDV? He's like, like what's, what's, what's going on? Like, nothing. I just, I'm so clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the 411? 411 won't be a thing for another 20 years, but. Uh... Uh, it's like, gotta go. Uh, everybody goes, and he's like, I'm gonna go, and he's like, and they're like, you saw it. You know. He's like, nope, 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 Light us. Like, no, he's like, fine, fine. There was no reflection. He had no reflection. And he just peels out of there. And everybody's like going. And JR's like, that PV, he might have my number. There's a piece of glass here. It looks like a mirror. I feel like he knows and now everybody knows. And everybody 100% agrees that I'm a vampire. I'm like, and that's not true. Because I kind of think like when we finally get to Ed, that's a little unfair mm. because Ed didn't think he was a vampire. Um, but so they're like, no, we're taking Amy home first. And we're like arm in arm. I feel like mom would be cool. Like, hey, mom, it's kind of late. It's kind of been a weird day. Like there's probably could, could she sleep on the couch. But he, he's already been invited to that house. I, I know. I know. But I, I, OK, I guess that's the point. Like, her house. She's safe. Right, supposedly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, because he's already been, you know, and he already destroyed his car. He destroyed his car, so he can't use his car. They're walking all the way across town. Why is this town so dark and steamy and smoky? What town is this? I don't know. See, that's why we need a big, welcome to San Francisco. It is so seedy. Thank you, uh, whatever, was it Vampire Chronicles? Yeah, Interview with the Vampire, yeah, it. Yeah, they finally were like, da 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 da. Here we are in fancy. Every title card, like San Francisco, two thousand three. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it is very seedy, very very seedy. So we're walking. Ed thinks it's like ha ha, and they're like, and Char- I really Charlie does not know how to like use an inside voice. <laughs> I was like, do we really need to shout everything that we're thinking? Like, he's a, like every, like he's just shouting everything. Everybody's shouting everything. And we got such a steamy city. Everything echoes. It's everywhere. Everybody's hearing everything you're saying. It's not helpful. And Chris Sarandon has a white leather trench coat and a like, red cravat. Bold choice. It's very bold. Very bold. Oh, I have the bat sound is interesting. We got like, we get like an overhead view and like this like bat sound. Um, we've got Ed pulling a crying wolf. Yes, you know? yes. And then of course we know like of course Ed's Doomsville, um, because he does that. 
So they, he splits off. He's going to go down this alleyway. And then Ed's, uh, Sarandon is following him. Jerry Sarandon is following him. We didn't get enough of Ed in this because, like, no. he he wanted this in, in that moment. I mean, there's he did, he did, and we don't we don't see we only see him harassing Charlie. We never see anyone. We never see a setup of a moment of like why he would want this to be his two life. Or, two or three little shots, and we could really flesh this character out a bit. Yeah, I mean, he could be that kid like getting stuffed into his locker. It's like I'm gonna take over the world, you know, like because he either would have become a vampire or Bill Gates. Right, right. I stopped writing notes about this point because I was watching the movie. I was having a blast. It's a really, it gets really cool. And I do have like, I was like, why kill the kid that doesn't believe? Like who think doesn't think he's a vampire? He goes after him first, and then I was like, why is this town? I was like, and his fingers are so long. Like there's like his fingers are really unnaturally long. We're not even talking about like weird nails. Yeah, and then we kind of have a crossover. So we have Ed going to P- uh, Peter Vincent's house because like while they're we've got Charlie and Amy running, like that's mm-hmm. happening concurrently. And he's like, oh, let me in, let me in, let me in. So he lets him in. And then he's got some. His teeth are wild. Wild. And they keep getting wilder and wilder they, they the more we see they them, did. which is like. I do feel like we do see a lot of different types of vampires here in this movie. Yeah. Interesting from someone, you know, someone who, you know, we've, we've discussed in this podcast that we come from a place of a faith tradition. Mm-hmm. An interesting concept that, like, a young vampire is affected by any cross, but an older vampire is only affected by someone who believes. It's an interesting concept. It is. It is. And Maybe too much for this movie to handle. <laughs> well, and I, I had some questions about that, too. Like, you know, him being immediately in that, you know, his teeth being like, it's just like, he seems, I mean, because even when she starts to change into a vampire. Taking, she gets a weave immediately. She he gets, does, his, his hair is tragic his no matter what. His hair stays the same. Her hair grows. She gets more, like, luxurious or whatever her teeth really she doesn't get weird but she gets a real weird look later um i've got some notes about that real weird look later I, it looks like something that it's in my brain and i haven't put it in our notes but i don't remember what it is okay. exactly but we, we'll talk about it um and so they're running away from him in a nightclub yes and all of a sudden now he's in a baggy sweater and pleats on pleats on pleats on pleats on pleats trousers he's looking good like saying that it, it gave me that like um, it's not, it's not the right music, but from Ghostbusters, like the, like the, like it's magic, uh-huh. like that kind of like that slow that kind of vibe. Yeah. vibe of like, it's coming and like everybody else around you is kind of like reveling in the moment, but don't realize they're reveling in the moment that's happening around them. I mean, this is where I wrote the, it's good to see vampires have some sex powers. Cause I mean, they're, <laughs> they're out there on the dance floor Yes, and there's, mutual ass grabbing and like she's like on her knees like looking at his pleats and right i was like chris's chris Sarandon's really hot miss dance club i was like like i was like what's i don't know deal with amy and then i was like she's really into him and then a weird sex slow dance that said on the dance floor i was like this is probably why i couldn't see this movie (laughs) is the note i have um like she, I like, but there's like a moment where like he kind of goes in and she she blocks him. Mm-hmm. She gives like her block, her like natural instinct block. But then you know they're back at his house. She's got the white dress on, and did you notice 
there's four puncture marks, like like the upper and lower fangs. I don't know. I think I'm a fan of the two puncture mark, that just the upper fang only look. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. Not really a fan of the lower. Um, but at that moment, she's in that big dress, and and I was like, "Told you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he says, "Sorry, Charlie." Like, uh, and I said, "Have damsel in distress dress will travel." <laughs> <laughs> but so we. We get the vibe because, like, when Charlie breaks into or sneaks into the house or – I don't remember him. Oh, I guess it's when um he goes in with the police, maybe. He sees a painting. And he says, it's Amy. Mm-hmm. And then Handyman says, like – they, like, have a conversation. Like, it looks so much like her. And then she wakes up and she looks around and she sees all these paintings of, like – Somebody that looks somebody just like that her. looks just like her, but we don't learn anything about this person. And he says it's someone I knew a long time ago. Like, I'm sorry, that's really interesting <laughs> and could be incredibly pivotal to the plot of this movie. Like that, where we this movie know. was made for 15 year old boys. It really was. There, there's another layer of this movie on so like that could be really interesting. There is being in my 40s. I see this movie and I think. I'm so interested in so many things they don't go into. Right. Like the the old failed fading glamour actor, the Yes. The the gay subtext, the you know, who was this woman, the who is this vampire and where has he come from and, and what is his story and what, what are his centuries entail? What what heartbreak what, and and what's the deal is. with this kid? Like why is he seeking this out? Like why is he so ups the person to come to to be obsessed with the occult or the paranormal which is why i'm so confused as to the whole r rating of it and yeah this was a movie that i was not able to see and honestly like there wasn't enough sex and gore to interest me to go see it once i could that's the real like i've never seen this movie until the, tonight mm-hmm. and that that's a real like it, it's great yeah, it was a lot of fun. But, like, I feel like if there had been 12 more boobs or, like, three more exploding gore bombs, I probably would have seen it by now. But but there was a lot of variety. I will give it that. Like, in, like, when we have Demise, we mm-hmm. have a lot of variety of Demise. Don't we? It's great. The practical yeah, it, effects it, it's, in this It's are really fantastic. interesting. Um, but also, too, we have, uh, you know, we're dealing with another teenage girl. And I was like, groom much? I mean, like, uh... this is... What's the deal here? Like, um, and th- so he, so PV is not a believer. He doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to do it. Like, like, uh, Charlie comes in cause he thinks like, well, is Charlie now a vampire and he's going to attack me too. And he's like, nope. Um, he's not. And, but he, he, de- he doesn't say he never tells him that Ed's a vampire. Charlie doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Charlie doesn't know at all. I mean, that Ed's a vampire, that Ed came there, that he attacked him, that he had this, like, moment and he, like, truly believes now and he's scared and um, defeated him but not entirely defeated him. And, like, it's it's crazy that you wouldn't just say, like, like well, shit, your friend was just here. Right. <laughs> and he tried to eat me. Um, but then Charlie's, well, well, fuck you, basically. Like, I'm going to do this on my own because I, like, you know, he's he's taking we oh oh I don't even oh that I didn't even get there. Like so they're in the club. He's like sex charmed Amy. They're leaving. Charlie's chasing them. 
um, the bouncers come and Chris Sarandon totally vampires out and like trashes the the club, like murders the bouncers. And everybody's like, okay, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, way to play it real low key. He's been like real low key this whole time. And he's just going to like, just, I'm sorry. I feel like police guy was like, you're getting a call. Like, yeah, some vampires went crazy and murdered a bunch of bouncers at a nightclub. Like there's some kid there running around acting crazy. Like, huh. He's, he's like, oh, damn. He, remember, remember we that? missed, we missed a classic cop one-liner <laughs> that he like has like a oh like that damn kid <laughs> or like you know like something he just says like that was a huge opportunity like, I'm three we days have, away from retirement we uh, should have seen him too come old back. For this shit. exactly exactly um but yeah so they're all running there's a stampede everybody's trying to get out he loses amy again uh jer gets amy and he's like if you want to if you want to get amy back you and P- peter vincent better come to my house basically like trade um and so he goes to peter vincent and that's where we're here and he doesn't say anything about ed at all and he's like nope nope packing going not gonna do it sorry all right so the statute of limitations is up on this i had a bootleg vhs of tim burton's vincent when i was in college i got it from video mayhem of florida (laughs) Great short. I mean, two or three years later, I think it was on the the DVD release of A Nightmare Before Christmas or maybe Ed Wood or, or something. So. so, like, yeah, if you just waited, you would have had it. Yes, anyway. very soon. But two two or three years back then, like now there's stuff that happened three or four years ago that like, oh, that that's not still in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cutting edge at yeah. the time. So... Uh, Charlie shows up. He's going to take care of it. I, I I appreciate the moxie of this kid. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, if, you know, if, if not who, then, then me, like, you know, kind of like if nobody else is going to deal with this, I'm going to deal with it. Um, and then Peter Benson shows up. He's got his kit. He's like, all right, let's do this. And he keeps mantraing to himself. Yes. Like I, Peter Vincent vampire killer and Peter Vincent <laughs> vampire killer. Like, we can't go through the front door. And the front door opens for them. I was like, well, I think we're going through the front door. Um, and then we've got uh, Charlie. Or no, sorry. We've got Jer coming out. And he basically is like slow clapping. You know, like, here we are all together. That's amazing. Um, is we- this after the fight scene at Charlie's house? No. Okay. Okay. No. Continue. Because we've got that, and Peter Vincent runs away. Okay. Like, Peter Vincent runs away, like, initially. He's, like, he tries to use the cross, I think, and that's when... That, okay, yeah, That's yeah, when yeah. he's, like, he's, like, ha, <laughs> Like, you have to believe this in order for this to work. And Charlie does. Like, Charlie kind of mm-hmm. pushes them back because Charlie believes. And then Peter Vincent runs away, and he runs over to... He goes to get Charlie's mom, basically. Yes, yes, good call, good call. Um, and that the, hair is not... That raggedy Ann hair is I'm not fooling anybody. No, no. He needed curlers, obviously. She had curlers the entire time. Um, so, yeah. I should, like, the wolf is a better actor than the kid. Sorry. Well, I was confused. I'm like, now are we werewolves? What's happening? Vampires can turn into mist and wolves. Yeah, but we haven't seen it's a, that. It's in Dracula? It seems awfully advanced for this kid okay it's like what i'm thinking like he doesn't he's not had good mentorship just yet i mean he's been a vampire for like 
a day, barely. No, like 12 hours max. Like it's still the same night, right? And he's already turning into a wolf. Um, he's already like, his, his teeth have gotten way, way out of hand. Out of control, man. Like it's insane. Um, and we have a moment though, like he's attacking him. It's really happenstance, like sheer luck that he, he stakes him as a wolf and he goes over the banister and he's going through this. And he just like dies for 12 minutes. Forever. Forever, he's just like changing back into a human, like, like slowly. Oh. But Peter oh. Vincent's like struggling with it. He's like seeing this boy. He's crying. He is. He's crying, and he's like really, like, you know. I kind of thought he was going to reach out and he was going to get got mm. because of his empathy for what was happening. Like realizing, like this kid didn't really have a choice, right. and all this is this this horrible, terrible thing is happening. And we get to the point of like he returns exactly to his normal state, like cross out of he he has a cross burned in his forehead from his original um interaction with peter vincent and that gets that goes away so he's just a hundred percent who he was prior and i just uh, this is where i really kind of i'm picking up on gay subtext i mean you've got two gay actors i don't know if it was intended by their script writer or whatever but I'm just seeing that. I'm seeing this this old man at the end of his life watching this young man with everything to to live for and Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like it's who kind of reached out to join something that would accept him and, and succumb to something he didn't have a lot of control over yeah. and it being terrible and horrible. And no, I see what you're saying. I could see that. And I also said he took longer to die than Pee Wee and Buffy, but <laughs> Um, yeah, he does. Think it, it there's a lot happening because he got a he like changes back to like three forms basically before he fully dies, um, but then does he? <laughs> um, so then then so we've got um, the fog machine is going overtime. Oh my gosh! And those are hot, y'all. Like we went to a silent disco and there was a fog machine and like, like oh yeah, it burned the hell out of it your did. leg. Yeah, I was like, damn, is this how this is supposed to work? But, um, yeah, so we've got Charlie. Charlie's kind of, they got knocked out. This is after, no, yes, no. Um, no, so he got knocked out. So he's been brought into the room with Amy. And basically he's like, sorry, dog. Like, your Amy's like over with me. Um, you're going to need this steak and I'm going to lock you in this room. So bye. <laughs> we're, we're going to bed now. And then PV comes back. Yes. Because he's like, well, fuck. I mean, what am I going to do now? Am I going to really leave everybody their own devices? Um, I, I like to make, make all the noise you can. I'm going to break the door down. Like, he couldn't break this door down. Like, he is past his prime for door breaking. That door is past its prime for. They are in renovations. Yes. Um, but yeah, so they think like, ha ha, he's like screaming, like, let me out, help me out. But later on, he locks that door again. I don't think you can lock a door. But you already broke down. Already broke no, down. I don't think so. It's true. I didn't even, I did not even register that. Um. So yeah, he, so they, then, then uh, Jer's like, ugh, we got company, babe. <laughs> um. So they send him back up there. We, we spent a lot of time on a staircases. A lot of staircase time. I love this scene. I thought it was great. I mean, you've got is it Billy. Is that his name? The the toady. 
I've been calling him Cole. I don't know what his name is. Billy Cole, according to IMDb. So okay, well then that, that's it. Maybe I'm just calling. I'm being very formal. Yeah. So he gets like shot in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Like let's let's get. In. I just wrote like, look behind you, Hamlet. It's a fucking vampire. <laughs> but he's not a vampire. He's, he's. I don't know. He's. It, it's like he's been maybe just like slowly. Like, when times are lean, he's getting fed on a little bit, so he's got a little bit of a vibe. I don't uh, know. Have you have you watched the end of From Dusk Till Dawn? Mm, I'm not sure if I've like watched the end. The second end. character that Cheech Marin plays in this in that movie, because mm-hmm. he's the you know the announcer at the beginning, but right. he's also the guy that's there to pick up Quentin Tarantino and, uh, and Clooney. Okay. And they're like... Coming out like all bloody, and there's only like two of them left. I think it's Juliette Lewis and Tarantino. I mean, not Tarantino. And, no, uh, Tarantino's and gone. Yeah, and he's like, like, hey, like we're here to help. He's like, have you ever actually been to this place? Like, no, we've heard of it. <laughs> 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 like, like what happened? He's like, were they psychos? <laughs> like, psychos don't burst into flames when exposed to crosses and sunlight. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. Fair, yes, fair. I mean, when. George Clooney could still be in a movie like that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Why is that not a thing anymore? It'd be real fun if he, maybe he did. It seems like he's probably getting bored. Yeah. I mean, Amal seems delightful, but <laughs> th- I feel like there's probably a lot of rules. It's just like the squeaky floorboard, though, is a good bit. It's a good bit. Because they're getting away like, <laughs> like wait. Uh, uh, they uh, shoot him a lot. And like, well, because we got Chris Serena coming down, and he's like full in vampire gross face. And he's like, we got you. And he's like, do you? And like, you maybe like re- rewind that because. Yeah, like, what did he say? Because it, it wasn't great. No, I, I gotta no. be honest. It wasn't, it wasn't great delivery. Yeah, even so, after we saw it again, we're like, it's oh, too I, many teeth. Yeah. Too many teeth. And he, like, you know, but actually he humperdinks it. He humperdinks it because he's like, what? And just like turns and like runs away. <laughs> 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 like, you think he's gonna like stand up and like, nope, 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 run away. Um, and so then, yeah, we got cold dude coming back up, like shot, 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 Um, and he keeps coming, you know, like a zombie. He's more like a zombie is kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, but he's shot in the face first. Like you destroy the brain, a zombie goes away. So true. But then he gets staked and he oozes. Oh, he raiders is big time. Ooh, yeah, like and then like explodes and yeah, like I all love the like the very like the the skull like skidding across the floor. Good good shot. Yeah, so we don't we don't we we leave not knowing exactly what his deal is, um, which is exactly what I have. Like I wonder what his deal is. Um, <laughs> I, I never. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna find where I am on my notes at this gotcha. point. I just said just... he melted a lot faster than Ed. Oh yeah, like for sure. Like Ed, Ed didn't melt at all. Ed no. kind of went back to a trans, like back to his original state, which is like what another thing too. Like, what's the deal with vampires? Like, if they're early, like what's there's all these different rules. I feel like. And I said the ultimate battle of good versus evil: Charlie versus Jerry. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst. Um, and the clocks. Yes, the clocks. Because he's starting to believe. Roddy McDowell is starting to believe. The cross is starting to work. Right. He's backing him up. Yes. And he, I, was like, I was like, oh, I was like, now PV knows all the lore. And he even then says, like, so far, everything in the movies has worked. Like, 
like i don't know guys like shoulders were you i was noticing though the sun was starting to come up in the background a little bit yeah we got like yeah so he's talking he's like hey y'all um Oh, but with also with Cole as like, that's gross. I said, that's probably also another reason. This is what I thought this movie was. The whole movie. Oh, there's a lot of gross vampire stuff. a lot of gross vampire stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, um, and then I was like, what's his deal? Um, oh, but then we have uh, Chris Sarandon on like outside in his full vampire teeth and stuff. And he's commanding Amy. Mm. Show me that you love me and kill them both. And I was like, bleh. She comes down and she has her face. Well, that's kind of, we, we got a little bit of like play on the sun and that stuff's th- happening first. Like, you know, okay. Chris Randon kind of like, yes, PV, <laughs> PV in my notes. PV is like believing, like get the sun. He's getting a little burnt and he like runs off and, or bats off mm-hmm. And, you know, goes down to the basement. Careful that batting off. That you might go blind. <laughs> I like that we have like all the, the clocks going. I was like, you know, back in time. And it was like, then we got Amy like, she's got all kinds of hair now. We're, we're down <laughs> in the basement because like, we're trying to find the coffin. Um, I was like, how old is she? Because her voice is like 40 something and I'm 40 something and I don't think my voice sounds as old as her voice sounds. Um, and maybe it does right now because it's kind of late and I've been, you know, yeah. Yeah. Talking a Whiskey. lot. And oh, then, talking. It's sorry. Right. And then she's like, hey, babe. And like, then we got a mouth thing and her mouth is huge. It's on the poster. That's on the poster? Why is she on the poster? That's a huge giveaway. Do you know the history of this prop? No. They The puppet that they used for that mouth, they were out of money, out of time, and shooting and trying to make something. And someone was like, hey, we got this thing. It was the opening scene, the librarian from Ghostbusters. Yes. But it was too scary. So they chucked it and... Made another one and made the the one that's in the movie, but it, I, it's it's I I rem- like not remembered it, but it felt familiar, and I feel like it's familiar from something else too. Gotcha, but yeah, this is the puppet. It was still in the prop warehouse that they just stored it since they made Ghostbusters. And like no, like Wolfman, too scary, and <laughs> another that thing you know hashtag <laughs> or that thing you do. Um, so yeah, that, that's where it came from. Yeah, because the mouth, her mouth is like so big it's like all the way to the edges of her face you know as she's and that's new too we don't see that with anybody else her teeth are like she's got like full on like full full mouth not just like ed has like long teeth that are crisscrossing and can't close very wolf more Mm wolf-like honestly um and then she's like she's like a weird joker Mm-hmm. Is is really what's happening with her? Like she's got this weird, crazy, giant mouth, and yeah. Um, I want to know if sunlight reflected off of a mirror kills a vampire, because it really excites a cat. But <laughs> yeah, we call that co- making a tink yes, in our house. Do, like it's a very Peter Pan. Um, 
I feel like but I don't like just go experiment on vampires. I feel like I'm like I'm having all these questions. The only answer is like to experiment on vampires, and I feel like I'm starting to do like one of those weird zombie movies where the people are worse than the than the monsters because they're experimenting on them. Fair, fair, fair. We should just stay in our own. I'm lanes. like the the vampire Mengele or something. <laughs> um, I just I have like this is a great scene. So they've gone down like, and they're down in the basement. Of course we see early on, we see Cole like painting, mm-hmm. painting, painting the windows. Um, and so the windows, yes. they're, they're like, are... they're throwing, we got one thing gets thrown and, and light comes through and like, okay. So then they're just throwing things, throwing things and windows and light and light. It's a really great scene. Isn't it's, a, it? it's really good. And, it, and they're not just using it to burn him. They're using it to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're in the light, then Yeah, that one shot of him just in the light and Chris Randon is just right wanting next, to murder him. Or he's right next to him and he can't. Like, it's it's really, really Great do- shot. well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, you know, we go through all that. We've got... Um, but the, the part of the lore that he says, like, if we kill him before, he says before sunrise, but we're in full in sunrise. I'm going to go with uh, rules from Lost Boys that before you fed your first time, you Fine. turn back. Fine. Yes. Yeah, so that seems We're in Lost too. Boys rule here. Okay. Right. So they're trying to, like, kill him bef- so that Amy can be returned to her natural state. Um, and then... So we've got like sun, 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 sun. Then finally get him. Huge, big explosion. Green flames. Green we, flames are cool. Green flames are super cool. I kind of thought the bat skeleton thing was yeah. a little bit like the beast from Poltergeist. It was a lot. Yeah. I was like, this skeleton is cray. Um, yeah. It, like the arms were weird. and But it's like blow out, blow out. Like it is very Poltergeist. Like a lot of wind and skeletons blowing and um you know, and then that's done and it's over. And then we've got the house for sale again. Mm-hmm. And we've got we've Amy got, and Charlie making Pierce out. Pierce and her weave is gone. And it's like, when you wake up in the morning, you don't remember yesterday and you can't find your wig. Like that's. <laughs> your hair is tragic again, should we say? I don't know. Um, but they're back. Uh, they're in bed. I mean, in, They've escalated a yes, little bit. Yes, yes. In Married with Children, she is. She stars in the public access local show, Short Haired Women in Banking. <laughs> fits. Fits. She. She just on the same. Tra- we could make those these two people the same character. They are the same character. <laughs> very well could be. Yes. yes very well yes. could be. She's got a real interesting past that we don't know anything about as Marcy Darcy. Um, so yeah, Charlie and Amy are making out and we've got Fright Night back on because it had been canceled. We didn't yes. say that. It had been canceled. We got Fright Night back on and PV is doing his thing. He's, even he's doing like, other movies besides his own now. He's, he's doing, doing like alien. 50s alien sex movies. Right. And, and he's like giving Charlie a little bit of nod and cred <laughs> on TV. And Charlie's like, yeah. Um, and then he goes to turn off the TV. He looks out the window and he sees some red eyes in the window. He's like, um, and... Amy's a little bit more tuned in, like, is something wrong? Like, not just, you don't want to have sex with me? Um, and he's like, nope, it's fine. And they go, they go make out. And we have Junior Junior doing something like, he's like, yeah, Brewster, you're so hot. You're so awesome. Like, what the fuck's he doing over there? Like, in what kind of form is he in? Because I even had later, like, what happened to the kid's dead body? Like, 
the like murder still, that happens in the other house. I'm kind of happy he maybe he's still around. I am too, but like, what's the lore on that? Like, we have so like, that creates so many more questions than answers. Like, the the question was, what happened to his dead body? The answer is, so he didn't die. Um, what was the ruler as to why? Like, because he, I guess he hadn't fed either technically, um, and the sun hadn't come up. So he got, but he's not back at being Ed. I think it depends on which post credit scene from Lost Boys Part 2 do you subscribe to. Because depending on which version of Lost Boys Part 2 you subscribe to. In the theatrical version, which, yeah, I think it actually came out in theaters. God help us all. The ending is Edgar Frog on the beach. And what's his nuts? Um... The other Cory shows up, and the other Cory's a vampire. On the beach in the d- in the day? No, at night. At night. Um. But yeah, Cory Haim is Haim. a vampire. Okay. But in the director's cut, it's his brother that's the vampire. The older brother. Yeah. The whole one because his older brother was like half a vampire the whole time. No, 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 no. no. Like the like the other frog brother. Oh, I got it. Okay. Yeah. So either way, Cory Feldman's been through some shit. Corey Feldman, no, no. <laughs> Corey Feldman's been through some shit that has nothing to do with vampires. That's completely separate. But yeah, like, so, but is Ed, like, not living his life and people don't know what happened to him? He's like, just, like, hanging out of his house in this half corporeal state? Maybe you'll have to wait for the sequel. Oh, fuck. <sighs> so we get the, the credits. Yes. There's a Fright Night theme song. There is. By the Jay Giles Band. Mm-hmm. Who I looked up, centerfold. Angel is centerfold. Freeze frame, freeze frame. Dun, dun, dun. It's great songs. And love stinks. Uh, <laughs> I heard the blues, the black and the beige, but one thing's for sure: love, love stinks. stinks. So, I saw in the credits, contacts by Doctor. Uh, Morty K. Greenpore. <laughs> wow, that's a name. He did the contacts for Jeepers Creepers. The 1990s or 89 version of The Blob. Did you ever see that? It was so gross. I feel like I saw some of it. Yeah, like everything's just like dissolved. Oh, it is gross. Oh, Jeepers Creepers like Justin Long? Yeah, yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Uh, the Howling, Wolf, Bram Stoker's Dracula, The Incredible Hulk, the TV show. Oh. Underworld. Salem's Lot, the original Westworld, and Lost Boys. Aha! Uh-huh. The same contact guy. He knows. He He's knows like contact his, man to the stars. He is. He's like, I got the. Lo- He's got the look. <laughs> so we did Fright Night. I'm not gonna do much editing on this. So sorry, it's not gonna be very tight. It's kind of a bonus episode for Halloween. We'll be back on Sunday with our going deeper on uh, Interview with a Vampire. And we'll be back next week for some palate cleansers. And uh, we'll be in New Orleans if everything goes well by the time you hear this. Yeah, so if nothing spooky happens in New Orleans, we will (laughs) see you in a few days. So we love you guys. We'll be back. Try to be awesome. Be the best you can be. It's been a weird, crazy couple of years. It has. Um, Vote. Um, you've got, you know, yes. I don't, I don't know what voting early is in your state. Um, ours ends tomorrow, but voting officially is next Tuesday. Vote so for whoever you want to vote for, whatever party, as long as they're not crazy. We actually uh, have received a lot of mail 
in our local jurisdiction here that a uh, somebody running for Congress can like vote for anybody but him. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like we don't care who you vote for. Just don't vote for him. And we kind of looked him up and like we 100 percent agree with that. Yeah. Um, just so yeah, Andy Ogler, it- if you're out there, fuck off and. Uh, <laughs> Well, there you went. Um, Polanski eat some bad cheese and die. Just be informed. Read read the read what's going on. Be informed. I know it's a mid year. Mid year doesn't feel like it makes a difference, but actually, it probably makes the most difference. They're trying to take slavery out of the uh, Tennessee Constitution, and people are fighting it. Yeah, so it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Like it seems like, ha, you know, I could sit this one out, but it could make a big difference for a lot of people. So just be informed. Take the time. Go do it. Um, and yeah, you guys are awesome. Hope you had an amazing Halloween. Happy and, Halloween, everybody. And guys, Mariah Carey's unthawed and it is holiday season and we'll figure out how to celebrate all of that together. But go put uh, midnights on your pl- record player, right? Light a candle. You'll see the future. Y'all, the, the amount past, of, the amount of Taylor Swift forgotten. lyrics that has been spouted to me by my husband this week is astronomical. It's, it's the best thing ever just it's great you, that doesn't get to happen to you in your 40s very often it's very fun it's great i will have to say that some of the songs have maybe have a little existential crisis but you know that's whatever <laughs> you know um anyway um so forbidden cinema on instagram for forbidden cinema podcast at gmail and we're gearing up we're seeing all kinds of fun stuff minx season two coming up so make Woo! sure you're watching for that keep an eye out for that really come on guys, give us a release date guys give yeah, us a release date. yeah yeah looking for it uh, make sure you're gonna hit it because we're gonna be hitting it uh right as it comes out too um but yeah we'll see you soon guys thanks so much bye guys bye